people killing us killing black people is not fucking politics it's human rights and I'm sick of hearing about all oh, the Democrats and the Republicans and blah, blah, blah. You're a Democrat or a liberal. If I believe that a life should never be taken out of the hands of a police, if it's not necessary. And it's black people 2.5 times more likely to be shot by the police unarmed. That is not politics. That is human rights. That is civil rights. That is police going rampage in our country and we are allowing it and we have become desensitized to believe that killing is okay and it should be justified if somebody doesn't comply or has a criminal background or whatever else just because they're black. Right. This is not about politics. And these people that keep on bringing politics into this, it's not about politics. It happens to have a political uh, stance because you can't change systemic racism unless you change the system. And the system is politicians with racist ass views. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sweating over here. I'm just tired. I'm so tired. Welcome back. Welcome back to F Family Values. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to F Family Values, the Imperfectly Perfect podcast. And as always, I am here with my beautiful, beautiful, sexy, lovable <laughs> wife. Hey, you guys, it's Paige. What an intro for the wife, though. Okay, you got to shout, you gotta shout out your queen, man. A lot of people don't shout out their queens. Mm-hmm. We got to make it known. Thank you, baby. Uh, Sorry we've been going, y'all. It is what it is. At this point in our lives, we we both working. We got the kids home constantly arguing with each other. <laughs> Man, just got to talk. It's it's hard putting that time in, you know. Exactly. It's, it's hard putting that time in the podcast, but we balancing it out. We we got y'all. We got y'all. Um, we got a lot of listeners now, and we want to make sure you guys are, you know taken care of you get your, your weekly dose of the f family <laughs> you make us sound like a liquor hey man, we can we'd be addictive <laughs> it wouldn't be a bad thing <laughs> so on this podcast today i just wanted to you know touch on just 2020 and how 2020 has really affected us and our home and I've been trying not to cuss so much because my mom's listening now, but just <laughs> so shitty, man. I, I I don't even know what to say anymore. Like it's just been disheartening, like how things have gone in 2020. It really puts things in perspective uh, for me and my family, and going forward and how we're gonna, you know, move about things with coronavirus. You know, Black Lives Matter, the deaths of you know individuals um police being held accountable and you know it's just like just a our, lot to it's, think it's a about. lot you know what really had me you know reeling um 
you know, two days ago was I was I was driving into work. I wake up around five thirty in the morning to get ready for work. I have to be there around six thirty. So on my way to work, I'm just like I'm thinking. I'm like, you know, I got the message last night. I'm scrolling through my my feed and I see Chadwick Boseman passed away. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what? I'm just like, man, like it's just this is unreal right now. I just couldn't believe it. And it's it's shitty that we have, you know, I my kids had, you know, that that black superhero to look up to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of black superheroes that they that they, you know, idolize or have on TV for America and the world to look up to. So mm-hmm. it was nice, you know, that he he got to play that character and we, we got to see him in that role. He was a phenomenal actor, a great actor. Um he was a uh, a great man. Um, he seemed like a, a just a real down to earth guy. That was sad. That was mm. very sad. And on my way to work, I was just like, <sighs> I was just more so. I, if I could be honest with you guys, if I could be honest with you, babe, I I just started like almost to tear up thinking. Of, it's just overwhelming. Everything you know, this pandemic. Um. Just the deaths at the hands of these crooked cops. Yeah. And I was just listening to a a different podcast on my way in. And they were, you know, talking about, you know, some of the things that like Donald Trump was, you know, speaking about and stuff. And it's just like, how can people support a president like this? We had election time. And I was just like, how can people support somebody who is just openly racist mm-hmm. could not care about you know black, you know black and brown people and i was also thinking about it too there's a lot of people that support this man he could not care he, he couldn't care less about you mm-hmm. <laughs> really and that's that's the that's the other thing that kills me like there it, it, it goes back to like the last episode well one of the episodes that we were talking about like how we just can't wrap our mind around how blindly people follow this man. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, there's, I hate bringing this up, but I honestly don't care. If if I get fired from work, I don't even care. Because at that point, you don't support how I feel. So there's a guy at work. No need, names would need to be said. He has a big, just huge, you know, Donald Trump sign. Mm. He's a cool guy. From, from what I've, you know, got, uh, he's he hasn't been with the company long, but from what I've known and you know, come to you know, find out, he's he's a good, he's a cool guy. Mm. I don't know much about him. He's a cool guy. The thing that that's crazy to me is, you know, I joke around with him. I said such and such. You know, I'm gonna kick that sign out your yard <laughs> and. <laughs> He was like, well, you know, I'll just put it back up. You know, he's done such and such. And I'm like, well, you know, you know tell me the things he's done. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me, you know, the things that he's done, the reason why you support him. I want to know why you support him. Right. Tell me that. So he was, you know, explaining to me, um, you know, different bits of why he thinks he's a good president. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've come to find out. Working 
and you know working and talking about politics, mm-hmm. it don't mix. Especially when you got two different parties. Mm-hmm. Um, I and it's crazy because our party right now we have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Right. I necessarily don't support them either. Right. But there is a. It, I, it's more so a choice of two evils. In mm-hmm. my opinion, it's always a choice of two evils. Yeah, but you got we got Donald Trump who has like just openly said you know racist things and openly has did things to the economy that's just I wouldn't say is a good good thing at all. Mm-hmm. And um, you have um, Joe Biden. We that would be considered the left, right? I wanted to make sure I had that right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you got the left part. But he's still conservative, so he's closer to the right than he is the left. Okay, okay. And you know, it it's crazy. I'm sorry I'm rambling. It's just this is this is uh tough to talk about um with me just because I'm not I don't think I I don't think I what Started really getting into politics until, until this year. This is <laughs> <laughs> a big year, you know. It opened my eyes up to a lot of things. At first, he didn't want to talk about it at all. He's like, "We're not talking about politics. Let's talk about basketball." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got something for you for basketball. <laughs> but um, this has just opened up a lot of things for me, and um, and like my wife's, she's always been, you know, into politics and you know, learning about different things and I always was like I'll just shrug it off and ignore or (laughs) I'll put it in the back of my mind if I did hear something I'll put it in the back of my mind and I'm like that wasn't right at all because you know are you apologizing to me I I am babe I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's just crazy opening my eyes up and seeing you know everything as a whole me and Jonathan just got an argument in the car about Kamala Harris (laughs) (laughs) we did we did (laughs) And, like, with me, I hate that everything is, like, okay, it's politics, but I hate that um, when it comes to politics and, like, your ethic, your ethical background and how you feel about things and your morals, and you're like, oh, I have to forget this person's past indiscretions because I have hope that they will change their ways because the only hope I have is them. I can't hope for Donald Trump to do it because he's shown over and over and over again, even with the chance of getting reelected by siding with the people that are protesting or the people that believe in Black Lives Matter, he chooses to criminalize them. And even if it would help him as a president get reelected, he still refuses to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He still wants to hold on to those supporters that are, even if they're not openly racist, racist mm-hmm. I do feel like all of their supporters have some type of micro racism. Right. Um, you know, even protesting all lives matter against black lives matter. I have came to understand that that is racist to me. That's racist. Because the only reason you even say anything like this is because it has to do with black people. If it was white people going around saying, you know, white lives matter, Mm -hmm. there wouldn't be a protest from the white people. (laughs) 
You know what I'm saying? Right. They wouldn't be like, oh, all lives matter. All lives matter is racist to me because if all lives mattered, then you could stand behind what Black Lives Matter represents. Because, you know, I've had a lot of people say like, oh, well, you guys don't care about when when these black people die. Or they'll say like, well, the police kill white people too. And I'm getting to the point where I'm responding like, okay, so why aren't you protesting with us? Why are you protesting against us? If white people are also dying from the hands of police and you see that and it causes rage or it doesn't cause rage in you, why aren't you protesting? Are you not protesting because we say black lives matter? Like, I don't understand the rage behind it to the point now that you have white mobs with guns, guns, building meeting to meet black lives matter protests. They are meeting them with guns, pointing guns at them, starting violence against them. And there's so many videos of this going on that when the cops show up to these mobs, these white mobs that have guns that are threatening people, they're not in riot gear. (laughs) They're not throwing tear gas. They're not throwing rubber bullets at these people. Matter of fact, there's people they're there and then the black lives matter protesters are there and they tell the black lives matter protests to leave for your safety right what does that even mean who is a threat here if somebody points a gun at me and tells me that i need to leave now before i can't that is a threat that is a threat to my life in a in front of a police officer and you wonder why we say defund the police because now we are it's clear that they have a biased view on everything Mm -hmm. you guys are supporting these violent people they're violent too and i um i just want to say i don't think a lot of listeners know that (laughs) i used to want to be a cop yeah i used to want to be an officer and Mm -hmm. Now that I'm like, I'm wow, I'm glad I didn't pick that career choice. It, it's just it's sad that we don't have we we're, we're you guys are supposed to protect us. You and they, guys are supposed to make us feel safe. And it's like, and it's like this. What's going on right now? It's like sometimes, like my mom calls it taking the red pill, like from the Matrix. Like you take the red pill, and you opened your eyes to so much stuff, and it's kind of overwhelming. Like sometimes I wish that like I didn't know about a lot of this stuff. Because it's hard. It's hard to um, to compartmentalize everything that I'm feeling. All of the feelings. I don't know, personally, any of these people. I don't know them. And don't think we just don't, don't think we're, we're, we're just singling out, you know, Donald Trump and everything. Babe, I want you to explain to the listeners why you don't like Joe Biden. I don't like Joe Biden. Let me just put it this way. I don't even know what party i want to associate with anymore i honestly feel like the republicans and the democrats they're not for us they are in office making money and it goes back to these people that's been in politics since before i was born so they've went through segregation laws they went through the civil rights movement they have sided with the opposing sides of freeing black people or you know, fighting for the rights of black people. They have been in this fight longer than I have, and they've never changed their views. 
But as soon as they want to go for president, they want us to forget about that. And with Joe Biden, the biggest thing that frustrates me with him is that he was for the crime bill. The crime bill that caused mass incarceration of black people. Yes, it did. Black men. And then he gets up here and he starts telling people, you need to vote for me because I have support from the black people. I've done this, done this, done this. Then if you really go and research, because he's so old, like I said, they go back to segregation. He was a segregationist. He didn't believe in integrating things. That was his very first point. And then as you know, as times change, as that fight was no longer there because we overcame that, now it came to the crime bill. And and then you have, and it's just like his demeanor. Like with the one, who who was it that he said, oh, oh, he was talking to Charlemagne. You, you're not black if you don't vote for me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's a whole perception that black people can't have a, a thought process, that we aren't able to make our minds up based off policies, based off people's past policies, things that they've represented, that we have to choose somebody that feels they are representing our community. We are not a monolith. There are black people that are Democrats. There are black people that are Republicans. There are black people that don't believe in any type of politics. We are educated. And what was our our um, <clears throat> our our argument in the car? Because I was defending Kamala, Kamala Harris. Harris, and you and <laughs> just let's just break down that. Well, what we were talking about. He was like, "Well, Charlemagne, um, he likes Kamala Harris, and for a long time, like I told him." Me and Charlemagne, when we talk about politics, I can agree with a lot what he's saying. I do know that he um, he researches stuff before he talks about it, or he, you know, he's very open about fighting systemic racism, and he's not afraid to talk about it. But I do feel like when I told Jonathan that they jumped on to this this um, boat of endorsing a black a vice president because she was black mm-hmm. and they even admitted on the show that some of the stuff that these callers were calling in about like oh i haven't researched that and then they would find like an article but we all know <laughs> that the media is biased right so now you have to really really and this is what fucking frustrates the shit out of me i have to really go in and read articles and, and the things that the media says and look for words that shows bias. For instance, if they're talking about a a shooting, is there any? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Is there any media outlet that is, you know, biased? Unbiased? I can't yeah, find unbiased. one. The only thing I can find is YouTubers. YouTubers that you know that aren't in on CNN or Fox right. or whatever else that mm-hmm. they are independent reporters. That's stuff I have to go to. I almost like feel- now politics. I have to go to that stuff because I can't watch CNN and all that stuff. Because if you go to their website, it's like they copied and pasted everything that they said from one site to another. I feel I almost feel that um, the the media is out to cause separation among everyone. 
I think the media is paid chaos. off. I feel like the media is paid off by politics. I honestly feel like that because it's, and this goes back to Obama when, you know, the, the propaganda, you, you weren't allowed to do that. You weren't, you were supposed to, um, report facts. Mm hmm. And then, you know, somewhere down the line, this goes, you know, that changed. All right. And my point, uh, just going back to Kamala Harris, my point on when we were talking in the car was um, everyone was bringing up that one case uh, with a uh, gentleman who was innocent. I can't think of his name right now. But um, it, it, it turned out he was innocent. He served seven years in prison for something he did not do. There uh, the um there were just a lot of holes in his in the officer's stories and um, the prosecutor's story. So it came to light that it wasn't him. They let him. They released him. I think they paid the city paid him. Don't quote me. Maybe thirteen mil. Uh, but regardless, regardless. And she claimed she wasn't. Kamala you know, Harris part of was that. his. Kamala Harris was um, the attorney. Yes, general for the whole state. Yes, she was attorney general. Okay, was this California? Yeah. Okay, um, for that state, uh, and um, I think it was almost something like he wanted. They were asking for you know um, her to do on like a blood. Something. I'm so sorry to all my listeners for having this, for not having this ready. I apologize. It was something about they they really uh, they wanted her to submit evidence of DNA and right. her office refused to do it. Right. And I was almost arguing that like, she was just an executive on there, mm-hmm. and I was just my thing was I was arguing it's not all it wasn't all her. But then if all you, prosecutors are looked at is terrible people, which. 70% but attorney are. generals <laughs> are required to approve right chargers, and there's a lot of and her name was on a lot of documents and not to mention that her office specifically sent memos to her telling her that the DNA lab that she had on her prosecution case was messing up information they specifically sent her the memo my thing was the gentleman that was locked up is still voting for Biden and Harris. But it wasn't that I was talking about. They I know, talked I was, about that. Babe. I was talking about the two men that ended, that could have got off death row and they died because she refused to give up evidence. I, I, I get that, babe. I was just saying, I was just pointing out the fact to you that day that he's still voting for Biden and Harris. And Only, I don't give a fuck. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying... That just shows right there. That shows. I mean, listen to who's, who's the higher evil but, and the lesser evil. But listen to I'm what just, you're saying. But listen to what you're saying, babe. Listen. Now, let me take that that same same view you just had and say oh, this. Oh man, y'all know oh. I hate scenarios. Hit 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 me with this. Okay, so you said, "Oh, but there so Jacob Blake's the media's pushing, "Oh, well, his family saying, do not violently protest do it peacefully the media is taking this even though on the other side they're criminalizing this man right right they're saying oh well his family are calling for peaceful protest 
during the time that people are out there rioting. Now, here we got Tamir Rice's mom out here protesting and joining in on the demonstrations because her son died at the hands of the police. Just because one person believes that right. doesn't mean that the majority feels like that. I I get that, babe. I was just And you can't something. take one person's view and he might have, you know, forgave her or whatever else. That doesn't mean I have to do that. Right. Because it's messed up that you got a pres a man running for president that drafted a crime bill. You have a vice president. And we can stop talking about her race at this point. Because right now, if you want me to vote because she's a black woman, I'm not doing identity politics. I did that with Joe- I did that with Obama. Just because she's a black woman does not mean I have to vote for her. And that's when they keep on putting this race thing out. You guys don't give a fuck about our race when we're out here protesting, but you care about our race when you want to elect somebody. Let's ask our question. Let's ask this question. Why the hell do they want Joe Biden so bad? Why did they sabotage Bernie Sanders campaign so bad? That's true. His own party to put Joe Biden in there. What the hell is he about to do that's that they want because we know the Democrats and the Republicans are all about their money. I definitely was for Bernie. So it's, I'm trying to, what, what bomb are they about to throw on us as soon as he gets elected? What bomb? And we already know that Kamala Harris is a wishwashy person. She's back and forth. She doesn't have a side. She's neutral. First, she's condemning police officers, but then she's siding with police officers. She refuses to, to in to even engage in conversations about police reform. Why? Because she was a police officer. You have a president who drafted a crime bill and a vice president who enforced it. Then you have a vice president, Kamala Harris, and nobody's talking. She was supposed to charge Steve Mnuchin for crimes. And she refused to do it. And you know what Steve Mnuchin is? He's a Republican. And you know what he did because she didn't charge him? Endorsed her. What Republican you know endorses another a Democrat? Right. $30 million. Yeah. Something sound, seems very fishy right now. So. I just want to. And I'm a, I want to play this real quick. And honestly, okay. before you play that. Okay. Obama just came out and said that he does not support he he's afraid of either one of them being president. Okay. I'm ready this time. I got to queue it up, babe. Oh, okay. Our last podcast, I didn't. You didn't. You didn't got me over here all messed I see, up. All girl, upset. I had to. You know, what I'm <laughs> back uh, to cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> so this video here, I just want to show you. Um, you know. Your president. Not my president. Your president. Not my president. You know, everyone wants to vote for this man, you know. Protest yesterday against another shooting of a black man by police. I don't know much about the NBA protest. I know their ratings have been very bad because I think people are a little tired of the NBA. 
frankly. Uh, but I don't know too much about the protests. But I know their ratings have been very bad, and that's too that's unfortunate. They've become like a political organization, and that's not a good thing. I don't think that's that right there. That's all we need. That's all we need right there. I'm not even about to play the rest of this clip. First of all. I just wanted to play that first 24 seconds of that clip. And you know what's funny? And you know what's funny? Now that you played that. So there was a shooting last night in um, Portland. And we all know what's going on with Portland. Trump supporters showed up. And there's Black Lives protesters there, right? Somebody got shot after an altercation. They're, like I said, trying to find an unbiased news to find out exactly what happened is impossible. So anyway, so he starts tweeting. He throws himself into the conversation. Oh, as soon as Portland says we can have the National Guard there within one hour, we can stop the violent stuff. The Democratic-run cities are being overrun by anarchists and whatever else. But... When somebody asks you about how you feel about a black man getting shot seven fucking times in the back of his in his back, you don't have nothing to say about it. All right. What kind of president are you? Seven times he got shot in his back. Seven times. No threat. He walked to his car. They grabbed him by the collar of his shirt, shot him point blank in his back seven times. They said he had a gun. No gun was no found. gun. Nothing. And in front of his children. Nothing. And they tried to criminalize him before they got the facts out. And when this happened, the NBA immediately, it was supposed to be a playoff game scheduled that night. Uh, I think it was Milwaukee Bucks. And immediately they shut, they immediately, NBA shut down. They said they're not playing, which will bring light that's all they want to do is bring light to the situation, which they've been doing this entire time since they have started back up. Be actually before that, I had a guy on my at work say to me that have they been uh have they been doing anything before that or are they just now coming to say that? I wanted to slap the shit out of his ass. If he wasn't paying attention before. Like I wanted to slap the sh- boy thinking about it. Upsets me. Did you see that the the uh, the women's NBA how they walked oh, out with sh- with the bullet holes the in the WNBA back of the WNBA have been going the hardest. If, if if you have to look at anybody in the WNBA, you guys need to look up Maya Moore. Look up Maya Moore and look how many times she has gotten somebody out of prison for something they didn't do or have brought light to the situation. It's it's upsetting that. Because I, I, I love basketball. I honestly do. That's one of my number one passions. It's upsetting to me that a group of men, a majority of, yes, majority of black men, but a, regardless of that, a group of men in a sport cannot come together and it's, be, it's, it's become too political. That was his words. The NBA has become political. And you know what's frustrating what's me about What's wrong with this? that? But you know what's, what's, what's upsetting about me? This ain't about politics. This is not about politics. Right. They're just bringing light to a situation. Killing people, killing us, killing black people is not fucking politics. It's human rights. 
And I'm sick of hearing about all the Democrats and the Republicans and blah, blah, blah. You're a Democrat or a liberal. If I believe that a life should never be taken out of the hands of a police, if it's not necessary. And it's black people, 2.5 times more likely to be shot by the police unarmed. That is not politics. That is human rights. That is civil rights. That is police going rampage in our country. And we are allowing it. And we have become desensitized to believe that killing is okay. And it should be justified if somebody doesn't comply or has a criminal background or whatever else. Just because they're black. Right. This is not about politics. And these people that keep up bringing politics into this, it's not about politics. It happens to have a political uh, stance because you can't change systemic racism unless you change the system. And the system is politicians with racist ass views. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sweating over here. I'm just tired. I'm so tired emotionally drained and like my rage it comes from being black i am black the rage that these people out here counter protesting us telling us that we shouldn't be out here doing all this or we shouldn't be doing this we shouldn't have a voice with this is exhausting because they will never know how it feels to be black in this country <laughs> I'm taking back right now. You're right. Everything you're saying is 100% right. I agree. I'm just tired. I'm I'm like tired. Like you talking about tearing up, like I was tearing up. Like I did watch the video of Jacob Blake. I did not watch the video of George Floyd. And there's a lot of videos I didn't watch. Because I don't want to become desensitized. I don't have to watch it to understand. All right. And most sports took a hiatus or took some form of hiatus. Only thing I can, one thing I I can say I didn't like about the NBA, Mm -hmm. I felt like they should have shut the rest of the season down. Oh, yes. But LeBron wanted to. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was okay for them to shut down just to bring light to it for that one. I wanted you guys to shut down the entire playoff season. Yeah. Because I think LeBron, LeBron wanted to shut it down. He walked out of the discussions after they they boy, uh, boycotted the games. And I I want to say thank you for all the other sports that you know followed, and not not even saying you guys followed. You guys did what you thought was right. Baseball, um, WNBA. Um, I can't think of her name. The tennis player, the famous tennis player. She just. Uh, Naomi, thank you. Um, and you know, it was one of the sports that didn't. I was surprised that didn't. Football? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, hockey. <laughs> I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I'm not really. I wasn't shocked there. I wasn't shocked there. Uh, and people that get mad and say, "Oh, well, these sports." players they're rich they don't have any reason like did you not forget where most of them come from they weren't always rich they didn't start off rich and even then so it's okay for other rich people as in politicians or you know 
people that's not politicians to speak out about stuff like this or protest against this Mm -hmm. or people running for politics, they're allowed to go have a voice on everything else. Are these people in the NBA not affected by all this? Don't they have family that aren't rich? Don't they have, you know, they are tied to the community. Do you want these people that we watch on TV not to be human? I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. And if they're giving up their right, oh, they get paid to play. They don't need to be doing all this. They're giving up their pay to protest what they believe is right. Yep. Especially of, NFL's players. Yep, a lot of players, yep. Giving up their whole pay to bring light to the situation. They was willing the to situation. shut down the playoff season to bring light to this. That's more than what I can do. I, I can only podcast. I can only write on my Facebook. They have such a big platform, and yet y'all still have rage. You yep. are still pissed off. Yep. <laughs> and it's only because they're black. We're black. You guys only have this type of rage because it's black people speaking out. We're trying to stop police brutality. That includes any police brutality, not just against us, but against everybody. Because when it comes down to it, if you're white or you're Asian or whatever, and you're not black and you're protesting with us or you're wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, do you think they give a fuck about your race? No, they don't. Because they're out here killing people, killing people, shooting them. We have a 17-year-old boy that just showed up to protest and shot three people. Three people. Yeah. And you know what they did? Oh, he's an aspiring police officer. Oh, he was just there trying to protect businesses. As the other, as the mob is chasing him, he walks past the police after shooting three people. He walked past the police. And you know what the media is doing? Releasing video, releasing photos of him cleaning graffiti off the uh, businesses. Yeah. Oh, he's such a stand-up citizen. But they ain't see but the video. But he has a criminal background. All right. I bet they ain't see the video of him beating on a lady. No. Right. But we saw it. Yeah. And that's what they do. And if you don't understand what racism is, that's racism. We have a man that's shot seven times in the back of his back. In his back. And his father just said he's still in handcuffs. In the hospital bed. In the hospital bed. The man is paralyzed. Why are you handcuffing him? He can't get up and walk away. You done ruined that man's life. And I'm and I'm glad he survived because there's actually going to be an actual argument against the police. He's actually going to be able to testify on his own behalf instead of looking at videos and find out what happened. George Floyd is not here to tell his side of the story. But Jacob Blake is. There was no video. They aren't required to wear uh cams on their uh uniforms but he can get out there and tell us what happened what they said to him why it transpired all of that and i bet the police are pissed off about that because you 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 shot him so many times you were trying to kill that man there was no reason that your hand your trigger went off seven times seven times at close range and he was. was he like, could have tackled him. He could have did everything else, yeah. but he decided to shoot him seven times. I think it was like three or four officers. Exactly. Before he could. Before he. Even and got he to walked the car. away. Yeah. He walked away. Opened his car door. I look. 
and yet people are still justifying it. Yeah. That's that's what makes it worse when I, I think when I see people try to justify these situations. Uh, I think honestly that's what that's what's more disheartening. That's what pisses me off. Yeah. People are like, Oh, but he has this I don't give a fuck about his background. I mean, I think He um, won't go to court for those for those cases. None of which are punishable by death. None of them. Yeah. I I mean, to me, it's more so hurting when I'm, like, scrolling through my Facebook feed and I see somebody, like, I'm associated with or not even associated with, but acquaintance of, and they're arguing the fact or arguing the situation of or trying to justify what happened. I think that's that's the more hurting thing to me. Uh, That's exactly what's more hurting because you would think, and I said this on my Facebook, like, if your heart's not moved by the stuff that's going on, if when you watch a video and your heart don't sink to your to your feet, or if you don't get that 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 gut wrenching feeling in your stomach when you watch somebody die, ah, there is no helping you. Mm-hmm. And that that ah, I, I'm lost. I don't know what else we can do. Because no matter what we're due, three months of protesting and the police still feel comfortable to do this shit. And they know they're, in, they're being recorded. They know they're being recorded. And they don't care. Um, We're not even about to end this yet. But we got it. <laughs> Come here. Come on, babe. Come on, listeners. Breathe. Inhale. <gasps> exhale. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Whew. Actually, let me hit this. Let me hit this real quick. Get it? There is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out. Why can I hear you? It wants some walking around money, and it wants to buy some shoes, and it wants to it wants to walk up with the people and say, "Hey, Gator, don't play no shit." You you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never never been about playing no shit. (laughs) I can't hear it. So (laughs) I just wanted to. Exhale the room, because honestly, clear the tension. Th- yeah, this is our, you know, this is our personal outlet. So, and I, like when I, we first, go ahead, babe. I'm sorry. I want to thank you guys for you know listening. Um, you know, just hearing how we feel that uh, means a lot. Um, it, it just is our personal outlet for everything that's going on. If we can catch, you know. Well, we got like, I think we had like a hundred and a hundred like fifty listeners. If we can get one fifty one, if we can get one fifty two, that's great. If you guys can share something, if if you guys, you know, not even us, if you guys, if some other people can just open up their eyes and see the things that's going on, I'll be thankful I'll, I'll be grateful and it's like when we first started this podcast we never thought that these would be the conversations that we'd be having like we we started this podcast to talk about like our life story and 2020 like is like the biggest chapter in our life at this moment as a black person like we are black people so we have to talk about this because not even just like for politics, because like I said, this is not about politics. This is about life. This is our life. We're living this. All right. 
Just yeah. like everybody's at home and those two months ago when we were everyone was really shut down unless you were an essential worker and everyone was home wondering what's going on, what's the next step, you know, will our government protect us? Will our government we you guys see what happened. You guys see they took what? How long to get people unemployment? A whole bunch mm-hmm. of people still on unemployment. A hundred and eighty thousand people died and still counting. Right. I mean, do we do it's just bringing light to situations. That that's the one thing about this this era and this generation, with you know, internet, social media, social media, we can you know vastly reach thousands of people. One thing can touch a lot of hearts. And if I have listeners that know me personally, and are on the fence of like what's going on and who are you supposed to support or whatever, you know. This is the time to break this cycle, you know, because mm-hmm. you're raising children. I'm raising children. Yeah. If you raise your children the same way that you were raised or that a lot of people are raising their children, your children are still going to oppress my children when they get older. I think this I would say too. I thought it would be us. I thought it would be our generation, but it's not going to be our generation. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, we're raising the next generation and, and I'm making a promise. I would never teach my I children just want, to hate your children. Never. I just, I just want, I want, you know, all generations or the next generation to be more of a empathetic. No. Um, what's it? Is it a progressor? Progressive, progressive, progressive generation, progressive yes. generation. I would love to see that. Yes. Because we we need this cycle to stop. All the cycles. It really has to stop. Because I never want my children to feel the ways that I'm feeling right now. I never want them to have to experience all the stuff that I've experienced. I need them to be loved by this country. I just want to say thank you for listening to F Family Values, the Imperfectly Perfect podcast. It was great having you guys listen to us. Babe, you want to close out anything? Tune in next week. (laughs) Hopefully it's not so heavy. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Bye.